What's up, motherfuckers? Welcome to another episode of the Men's High Performance Podcast with myself, Philip Liao, where I share things I have learned about high performance on my journey as an ex-international athlete, an entrepreneur, and a current high performance coach. On today's episode, I actually want to speak about our interpretation of anxiety. See, I believe that anxiety is a demonized emotion or perhaps a state of mind that the Western world really hasn't done justice. And what I mean by this is I'm of the belief that if we have something within our bodies, if we have something that we have evolved with through biology, it's there for something. Sadness is there for something. Happiness is there for something. This defensiveness, anger, frustration, irritation, these are all there for something. Whether it's good or bad is not for us to talk about because good or bad is so highly subjective. But if we have it, if it's a neurological pathway or emotional pathway that we have, then it has to be useful for something. Why would we evolve? into the most advanced species in the world if we have something called anxiety that's supposedly bad, right? So the reason I wanted to speak about anxiety is because one of my clients messaged me a couple days ago and he was about to enter a court proceeding and he was very anxious about it. And he asked me, hey, from a high performance perspective, can I use meditation to deal with my anxiety? And coming from a high performance background, I can tell you that almost every single thing that I did that you would class as high performance, like getting into an international team, fighting in a Muay Thai fight overseas, running my own business, earning my first six figures, It's always anxious. There is no such thing as anxiety-free high performance. The reason why we are able to cope with these situations is because fundamentally, I do not interpret an anxious state as a bad thing. So when I spoke with my client, I said to him, first of all, the way you're using the word manage your anxiety it's probably the wrong way to term this. When you have to manage something, it's almost as if there's a negative connotation. Instead, I want you to think about utilizing anxiety. Just like how we utilize anger. Anger, we can utilize to protect ourselves. We can utilize to protect our friends, our family. Sometimes you might have to display anger to your children, for example, in order for them to understand that there are real consequences to being a prick. And it is within our function to display these emotions. So what I've learned is anxiety is there to give us a boost for something. And what I have learned from my years of traveling alone is Anxiety is a preparation hormone, or not hormone, perhaps emotion. 
Anxiety is what happens when you have no idea what's about to happen. This is a completely unfamiliar space. That's when you become anxious. That's when your heart rate rises. That's when you feel alert about everything. That's when you're very vigilant. Because if we look at the brain as a center of information organization from the perspective of how do I not die? Okay, how do I not die is your brain's core function. It's meant to keep you alive. If we think about it from that perspective, then when you head into the unknown, you've got no idea. The brain has no idea where it is. It's completely out of its usual surroundings. So it's going to be at a heightened state in order to keep you alive. The first time, if anyone's been to Asia, the first time you exit the airport and you have no idea what you're expecting and all these taxi drivers are rushing at you, trying to grab your bag, trying to haggle you to use their services. The first time this happens, it's a highly anxious state. You have no idea what's happening. And you are understandably, understandably sad, uh, not sad, but nervous. But then the more you stay there, the more times this happens, when you learn, you start to realize it's really not that bad. And that's when you actually calm down. The same situation is no longer scary. It's no longer anxiety provoking. Whenever you went to the first driving lesson, does anyone remember the first time how anxious they were? I know I was. I sat behind the wheel and despite watching my dad and my mom drive for many years, it was like finally I was in the seat. And I remember my instructor would give me all these cues and give, give me all these things to think about, but he'd also dr dramatically increase my perception of danger by saying, if you don't look here and a car comes and hits you, you're dead. And that would even spike my anxiety more. But now I can drive almost anywhere. No problem. I just drive around, especially in Sydney. I have ridden a motorbike, motorbike in Asia and I am not anxious at all. So after telling him to utilize it, I gave him the rationale. Okay. And this is the same thing that I give to every single one of my high performance competitors. If you are anxious, it's preparing you for something. In the case of my client, his anxiety was preparing him for the court proceeding. And so I said, if you're anxious, you can either think about it as something that's going to cripple you, or you can think of it as that emotion that's preparing you for battle. It's preparing you for war. So what should you do in preparation for war? you leave no stone unturned. If you're going to court, you better make sure that any possible claim that they're making, that you think they might be making, you have your counter defense. When I was fighting, if I was feeling anxious, I would train even harder because I didn't know how good my opponent was. But what I could control is how hard I trained, how much conditioning I would do, 
how much technique work I would work on. Because that fundamentally is what my anxiety is asking from me. Go train, prepare, be ready. So the next day I message him and he says to me, he was able to meditate on the anxiety and it did slowly go away. But also after his hearing, he essentially won the hearing and he said he was ready to fight some more. He felt amped up with energy. And I said, that's exactly what anxiety, if you interpret it as arousal, as the thing that gives you energy and alertness, that's exactly what it does. In the West, anxiety by itself is just demonized because it's not very comfortable. It's far from comfortable. In fact, I would say that it's quite uncomfortable. Your heart rate rises. It feels almost like excitement, but it's not. Like you can get anxious before a date with a girl you like, but you will still go, right? You still go to see that hot chick. You still go to see that pretty chick because what you might get is worth it more than how you might feel. And that's really how you overcome anxiety. Besides understanding that it's normal, it's preparing you for something, do the things in preparation. The other thing is, as long as you have a strong reason why you're doing what you're doing, whether you're anxious or not, you're going to pull through. And then once you pull through a couple of times, you'll realize that your anxiety response is gone because now you know the variables. So, if I could leave you with anything, it would be this. Anxiety is not an enemy. When you feel anxious, remember that it is an opportunity for you to learn something, to prepare something, to adapt to something. It is there for a reason. Perhaps you are someone who's anxious all the time. Now, this is also a real thing. There are plenty of people who are born into bodies that have a, I suppose, more sensitive anxiety pathway, a circuit, an anxiety circuit, they say. And it falls down to your personality type, which is highly, which is highly influenced by genetics. Your anxiety is not necessarily a bad thing, even if you're really anxious all the time, because you're the person who will constantly think about the things that can go wrong. And although it is not a great place to be in terms of your headspace all the time, just know that there are people who need your help. Like I can vouch for myself. I am not by nature, a very anxious person. I think about things that can go wrong before I think about things that can go right. I mean, no, sorry. The opposite. I think about things that can go right before I think about things that can go wrong. There are some times where I think nothing can go wrong. But of course, something always goes wrong. And then I have to adapt and cover up my own dumbass mistakes. If it was you, the more anxious type, you would make no mistakes. 
you would probably have solutions for problems that never even arise in your life. And that is a unique mind. That is a mind that I would need, say, in a business partner or in a partner. You're not a, there's nothing wrong with your anxiety. Obviously, I also have to say that as a medical opinion, I don't have the ability to give you a formal recommendation for your anxiety. I'm talking about day-to-day anxiety. I'm talking about also performance anxiety. Every single high performer I have worked with at some point in their career will deal with anxiety. And although I don't think it's too different from somebody who experiences day-to-day anxiety, what I will say is if you're an elite athlete and you have to compete all the time, your capacity to deal with anxious situations in life is just way higher. Way, way higher. So to end this episode, this very short episode, remember when you are feeling an anxious moment, Anytime that you feel that crippling sensation where your fingers feel a bit cold, maybe you, your heart rate gets, gets a bit faster. Remember that there's an opportunity here. There's an opportunity to adapt. You are uncomfortable right now, but as long as you're willing to stick with it and stay with it, you're going to be okay. And then you'll look back at a week's, in a week's time and say, oh, that really wasn't so bad. But one thing I do know, If you run away all the time, if you're always trying to avoid anxious situations, you will only ever become more anxious. You will never ever get over your anxiety. And that's that's, that I know to be true. Even with psychologists that I've met before and we talked about anxiety, they all say to me, you cannot run away from the thing that gives you anxiousness. You have to slowly expose yourself. All right, guys, thank you for listening to this episode on anxiety. I'll see you on the next one.